Hey, everybody. Fourth and Short is just about to start, and tonight we've got the Bumble running loose in Tennessee. Uh, we've got Wentz on a bench in Philadelphia, and we've got a fun game of Liar Liar. It's all starting right now. Let's go. Welcome to the Fourth and Short Podcast. You're thinking it, and we're saying it. Here are your hosts, Jason, Matt, and Trent. Oh, right. Well, welcome in. It's the fourth and short podcast, week 14 edition. Uh, I am your host. I'm just Jason Felt tonight. And uh, it is duos <laughs> again, another issue, another edition of duos, but the better edition. Uh, don't tell Matt I said that, but we've got the Crimson Cowboy back with us tonight. Trying Ew. to build. I would have to agree uh, with you. It's the, the, the better edition. Oh, certainly. And you, certainly. you can tell that? Matt that I said that. Okay. Well, I'm sure that he'll probably hear this for himself. So we'll, we'll let him, uh, you know, we'll let him differ in his opinion. But uh, anyway, uh, the uh, cheese head of the South is uh, unable to be with us tonight. Matt is, uh, Matt's currently working on his, how many is degree? Uh, I think it's I, his doctorate. It's his doctorate. Yeah, I was going to say. I, his third? We, are we going to have to? Third degree? Yeah. Are we going to have to call him? Oh, so he's getting the third degree? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> are we going to have to call him doctor after he gets this? Like, I, am I going to am I gonna have to change the intro? I don't know. Do you, do you call him doctor if they have a doctorate in computer nerd? <laughs> I don't know. I've, I don't know if I've ever met one of those before. So <laughs> this will be a first. I mean, is that a, is that a scientist? Is he a scientist? I, a computer scientist? A co- computer scientist? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. We'll have to ask him next time. Matt, Matt, tell us. We need to know what 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 should we call you? Well, you already know. The, He's uh, going to be like, call me Doctor Awesome or some crap. <laughs> That's true. Well, as long as it, you know, doesn't give him a bigger head or anything like Hopefully that. Hopefully it gives him a wife. Uh, look, let's not push it, okay? Just kidding. We lo- we love you, Matt. We're we're hoping and praying that it happens soon. But anyway, uh today's week 14 finishing up tonight as the Cleveland Browns take on Georgia Tech, I mean the Baltimore Ravens uh <laughs> on Monday Night Football. Ravens surprisingly right a good now, game 14 7 yeah well i think i think the browns like they're they're deep say what you want to will about who they've got playing at quarterback their defense is at least legit chubb just ran for another touchdown well so it's now it's pending extra point will be tied but the ravens literally have th- three passing yards so far in this game three yeah they've passed so, the ball one time yeah, exactly. But so when you got a running back playing quarterback, that's what happens. That's exactly right. Well, as we mentioned earlier, uh, and we'll get into all of this, but uh, we've got uh, the Bumble, uh, Derek Henry, running over people in Tennessee. Uh, we've got uh, the holiday spirits going on in Philadelphia as Wentz on the bench has made an appearance, and. Uh, yeah, it's a victory Monday for a couple of us. Not all of us. Is it really a, a victory Monday when your team beats the Bengals? 
Well, considering it was only your fourth win, I should. I think you should. Hey, revenge game for Andy Dalton. You okay, that, yeah, right? victory Monday. We'll take it. Victory Monday. There you go. Packers clinched the North, so Cheesehead's happy tonight. Uh, I forgot to look at this. I need to look back. Have we had a victory Monday for all of us this year? I'm assuming we um, have. Because, I mean, this is my first not victory Monday. Uh, did the Packers win the week that Dak got hurt? Because we beat the Giants that week. What was that week? Three? Week five. Week five. All right, so let's look at it. All right, week five. No, they were on the bye. The Packers were on a bye that week, I think. Oh, man. So when did you win before that then? Cowboys won week two, I think. Week two? All right, well, let's just check one more. I'm just curious. Oh, let's see. Yeah, Packers won. Cowboys won. Yeah, so week was week two the last time we had a victory Monday for all of us? Well, uh, when one of our teams only has four wins over 13 weeks or, yeah, that's I, I think that's yeah. uh Yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully we'll see that increase over the next couple of games of the season. So we'll see. All right, well, let's get into everything uh, tonight. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter uh, at JasonFelt6, at the Matman 18 and at Hemp Daddy 12. You know, I was just realizing something. All of us, the numbers in our Twitter handles are multiples of six. So wow. That's... Appar- apparently, it's like a Freudian slip of something. We're associating uh, with teams that have kickers that can't hit extra points. So, all right, <laughs> let's get into it tonight. First and 10. Okay, so uh, just for a few moments, the uh, new Vegas odds came out for the MVP. And uh, so in in order from the uh, lowest uh, chance to get it uh, to the top, this is the top 10. So Kamara, Watson, Kyler Murray, Derrick Henry, Tom Brady, that's the bottom five. Your top five is Roethlisberger, Wilson, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes. But honestly, it's really a two-horse race between Mahomes and Rodgers right now. So just for a few moments, I wanted to talk about this. We know what the Cheesehead probably would say. Uh, that goes, you know, that's just understood at this point. And, and I think, well, I'll give my opinion, and then Trent, I'll, I'll see if you've got a differing opinion. So I believe right now, even though he is in second, Vegas odds have Mahomes uh, as the favorite to win the MVP this year. And arguably he is deserving but my opinion is uh, Aaron Rodgers should be the MVP this year and not just because uh, except for yardage um, does he lead the NFL I think Mahomes has got to beat at yardage he leads the NFL in touchdowns he has only four interceptions this year which is insane um, and he leads in completion percentage and QBR but Aaron Rodgers for all of the issues that the Packers have, the fact that nobody can catch the ball except Devontae Adams, uh, the fact that they can't figure out if Aaron Jones is their running back or not, the fact that on the other side of the ball, they can't stop a running back to save their life unless it's Detroit this week. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is, is keeping them going. Now, obviously, they've had a couple of stinkers, but I think for the most part, 
for the Packers. And right now with the Saints losing this weekend, they are the number one seed. And I think that uh, that has everything to do with Aaron Rodgers. So right now, and, and nothing to take anything away from Pat Mahomes, and, and I'm not even you know, considering what happened yesterday in Miami uh, because some of that wasn't his fault. But Rodgers, to me right now, he's the MVP going forward. It's sad that we are having this conversation again in regards to Russell Wilson yeah. because same thing happened last year, came out of the gate on fire halfway through the season. We are proclaiming him the runaway MVP and then just just goes AWOL for, you know, the majority of the second half of the season. But, you know, it is what it is. So I'm curious, what what are your thoughts on on that, you know, specifically Rodgers versus so, Mahomes? So I'm going to play devil's advocate because that's what Matt Please would do. do. Yes. Um, so I'm going to go with Mahomes. And I think I said this a few – I said this two weeks ago at least, that I think the MVP race is going to come down to wins and losses. And I just don't see Mahomes losing another game. Uh, and like you said, the, the Packers have put up a couple of stinkers. Um, mm-hmm. I, and I don't know. I, so Mahomes is up to five interceptions now because of the three he threw in Miami. Correct. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, a three interception game where, you know, I think that as a podcast, first off, we should advocate uh, advocate for interceptions that go off your receiver's hands should not count against the quarterback. Let's um, start it. I, I think that, that would be, it'd be probably pretty, pretty long. But <laughs> yeah. I think like, I don't know. I don't know if they maybe credit receivers with interceptions from now on or, or what, but um if it bounces off the receiver's hands, they got to catch it. And Mahomes had I, two of them at least yesterday, yeah, right off. The two of the three, game. yeah, two of the three were not his fault. Yeah, so, I think uh, your your the argument is is there for Mahomes, and I understand that you know voters are going to look at wins as a part of the stats. And that, and um, that's that's ultimately why I think that that's what it's going to boil down to. And I'm not I'm not meaning that as any kind of disrespect to Rodgers. I think he's playing no. out of his mind. Um, you know, but Matt would do the same thing if if it were Dak and Mahomes, and we both said Dak, he would go with Rodgers. Um, in fact, Matt might even say if we both said Rodgers, Matt might say Mahomes just just to be the opposite <laughs> of us. Um, it's uh, very true. So in the in the true. spirit of Matt, I'm gonna go Mahomes. I I do think like I was all in on Russell Westbrook until he ghosted the whole league. Um, I mean, but then after that, I said it was Mahomes, and I'm not gonna change my change my uh, opinion. So Mahomes. Yeah. And I don't I don't think I don't think there's necessarily a wrong answer. Uh, I think it is a lot to do with the definition and we don't have time to talk about the definition of MVP. I think either one of these guys is deserving of that. I think it's not, uh, uh, you know, the same thing that we had going last year where one guy was deserving and the other guy wasn't. Um, I, I think, I think they're both deserving. So I think whoever wins it, you know, is deserving. And hopefully the other guy was certainly if Mahomes doesn't win, he's going to have a chance to win another one and Rogers might the same. 
Um, I, I, where do you see, obviously he doesn't have a chance, but just, you know, maybe 30 seconds. Where do you see Josh Allen fitting in MVP conference in the future? He's third right now. Um, where do you see that going? I think Josh Allen needs to stop having those bonehead games. Cause this year he's had a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, Rodgers and Mahomes, even even their down games, they still put up pretty good numbers. Um but I mean Josh Allen is I think one of the future elite quarterbacks of the league. Um so you can never discount any of them. Um, but I think he's going to kind of be in that same category as Dak where um, he's going to put up monster numbers a lot, but I don't think he'll ever get the credit that he deserves um, be- because of where he plays, if that makes sense. Sure. Like Dak, he's never going to f- be able to fill the spotlight of being the Cowboys quarterback. It doesn't matter right. how good he is. Um, and then Josh Allen plays for the Bills. It would be different if you yeah. played for the Packers or the Chiefs or, you know, one of these teams that has the pedigree of as a historical. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Bills are literally the bottom of the barrel when it comes to, I mean, they're 0-4 in the Super Bowl. They, you know, so mm-hmm. um, I just, I, I really think that's going to, that's what that's going to come down to uh, for, for un, and it's unfortunate because that, that shouldn't be what, it's based off of, but I just think that he's not going to ever get that spotlight that, um, that he should. Yeah. And I think he's always going to be playing in the shadow of guys like Mahomes and Watson and yeah, not that, you know, Watson is necessarily having a huge year, but he's certainly going to be playing in the, in the shadow of some of these other elite, elite quarterbacks. So, uh, I mean, he's made huge steps of improvement since he came into the league, but he right. still has a ways to go. So I, I just, I mean, wish again, Russell Wilson, Nine years in the league, still no MVP. It's not going to happen again this year. Is Russell Wilson going to be one of those guys that is just, you know, monster on the stat sheet for the most part, but is just never going to be able to put a complete season together, whether it's him, health, the rest of his team? I don't, I don't know. Because like you said earlier, we have the same conversation about Russ every year. Every year. Like where we're like Russ is the MVP, Russ is the MVP, and then all of a sudden it's like where did Russ go? Why are we talking yep. about you know Rogers and Mahomes again? Where like literally mm-hmm. Russ Wilson dropped off the face of the planet. Um, yep. so I don't know. I the the good thing for Russ though is, I mean he's I, I think he's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. I, I think he is. I mean, he's got one Super Bowl. He's got a trip to another. Should have two, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so, yeah. I, I, I hope for his sake that he does get one be, before his career is over. At least one. I, I, I mean, he's deserving I of think one. He's very deserving. He's a humble guy. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he he's a Christian. I, I think that counts yeah. for something. Uh, oh, for sure. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I agree. I, I hope he gets one. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we'll, we'll keep track of that. I mean, I think now, oh, I, one last question. Um, so Rogers is at, I've seen 39 and 41 touchdowns. I, I can't 
quite verify which one is accurate as far as his total for this year. He's got three games left. Uh, he plays uh, the Bears in Week 17, and the other two games I don't have it in front of me, but they're not tough defenses. Does Rodgers have a chance to have uh, the fourth ever 50 touchdown season this year? Yes or no? I mean, you can't ever discount the fact that he has a chance. Uh, however, um, I, I foresee the Saints losing next week to the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really think that the Packers are going to s- probably rest their starters um, in anticipation of that first round bye. Because uh, yeah. I think that the, I don't think the Saints are going to. Um, and if I'm if I'm not mistaken, didn't the Packers rest them in the last game or last week last year? I think if, so. If not a full rest, at least half the game. So I think that'll yeah. hurt. That'll hurt Rodgers. Um, I, I agree. If he if he doesn't play three full games, I don't think it's a chance. Because I mean, even if it's even if he has forty one, he's going to need an average of three over the next three games, and that's. I mean, for Aaron Rodgers, it's not that tough. But if he doesn't play a whole game, then yeah, it's kind of out the window. But it'd be interesting to see. So, all right. Well, uh, that is our MVP conversation. And uh, as Russell Wilson says, Trent, you are the real MVP of this podcast. <laughs> so let's go ahead and keep it going tonight. Second and long. Yeah, I just realized I completely botched that. Not Russell Wilson, uh, Kevin Durant. Yes. So my my. I was apologies. like, I was like, I'm not gonna correct him because it's a football <laughs> podcast. No, 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 no. Go ahead, correct away. So, all right, uh, I'm let's run through. That you actually got that though. That's... Oh, well, hey, thank you, uh, dude. I use that uh, that gif all the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing I know it from. But no, I'm just kidding. All right, uh, let's go through all these games real quick and uh, see what we got. Uh, first of all, Thursday night game, New England played the real team from L.A., the Rams, and uh, lost 24-3. to And I'm officially declaring at the end of the Pats. I mean, they're 6-7 and seven right now. They're two games out of a playoff spot. They're certainly not winning the division. I don't see them overcoming, I mean, Miami. I don't see them overcoming Cleveland. So... Uh, yeah. Anybody who thought Cam was the answer, um, welcome to. I believe reality. there's a certain uh, there's a certain future doctor on this show that thought he was the answer. <laughs> I need to dig up some of that footage because I mean he's 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 already admitted he was wrong about Carson Wentz. He's got to admit he was wrong about Cam and the Patriots, right? I think I said the Patriots would be decent this year which i i think i picked them to to finish like right at right at or right above 500 um i don't remember um yeah i have i have them picked to go eight and eight which is not going to win them a playoff spot this year no and it's no. going to put them right in the middle of the first round drafting it literally is the best case scenario it's exactly what i hoped and dreamed for yes <laughs> i'm just i'm just uh, excited to see uh how quickly all these patriot bandwagon fans jump ship Oh yeah, they start because you know they're else. going to. Oh, hundred percent. And then it, and, and, and then it'll be oh well, I was a Tom Brady fan, not a Patriots fan. <laughs> uh, yep, yep, absolutely. 
for the Rams, Cam Akers is the new face of the LA run game. Uh, rookie out of Florida State. He had 171 rushing yards, which uh, is impressive in, a, in in and of its own right. But then against uh, the New England defense. About the only thing they down, got going for them. Right, yeah. And down a few starters, but still 171 yards. So I look forward to uh, see Cam Akers take that ball and run with it, support Jared Goff, help the rest of that offense keep on going. The Rams are, I mean, with their defense leading the way, they're coming they are, on at the right time. I was just about to say, they are looking imposing entering the postseason. Uh, speaking of Tom Brady and those Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they beat the Minnesota Vikings 26-14. to 14, And for Minnesota, they are living in a Dan Bailey nightmare. Golly. Uh, I, I remember when I, – that whole game I was thinking, I remember when Dan Bailey was automatic. I, I remember the same thing. I remember he was the guy that you drafted in fantasy. He was the one that you wanted. I mean, for the Cowboys, he was the one that you wanted to come into the game at the end of the game. Yep. What in the world happened to that guy? I, because I feel like kicking is, it has to be the most mental part of, of football. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. And it's amazing to me that kickers, it seems like across the league, have just completely gone psycho starting last year, continuing on to this year. I mean, I did some, some, I'm looking for, for uh, one of our segments coming up, but uh, literally half of the league right now, we're talking uh, over 33, I think about 33 kickers that have attempted uh, more than two field goals. I believe of those 33, more than half of them are below 85% in their field goal percentage. And, and our listeners our listeners probably think that we harp on this like over and over and over. But, I mean, it's starting to get – it's not starting to. It's, it's been ridiculous. It's starting it's been to ridiculous. get absurd. If, if, if people want to hear about this, it needs to be fixed. I mean, the Jets are on their – I don't know how many is kicker. The Jacksonville Jaguars are on there. I don't know how many is kicker. I mean, literally. I feel kind of bad. Last week I tweeted that Greg the leg was broken, but this this week he went out and nailed them all. So yeah, yeah, he was he was back this week. No, Dan Bailey's first player since 1961 with one plus one or more missed PATs and three or more missed kicks in a game without making any of either. Yeah, that's pretty embarrassing. Uh, I, I, I saw mean, the the other one played for Washington. Yeah, yeah, the other kicker. Yeah, back in nineteen sixty one. If you haven't seen, and a fifty yard kick is nothing to sneeze at for sure. People miss those. I'm not going to necessarily bash a kicker for missing a fifty yard kick, but I'm going to ma- bash you for barely touching the end zone with it. I mean, wide. That's yeah. how bad it was. Oh man. And and Minnesota fans, I mean, they've got to be, you know, just experiencing PTSD as they're watching more kicker trouble. Um, for Tampa Bay, uh, they're getting it back together after the bye week. Kind of struggled going into the bye week. And, and certainly, I mean, they didn't have a bye week till week 13. So it's understandable. Um, really, though, doing it without any of their big guns. Uh, Evans, I, Godwin. 
you know what surprised me is uh um Fournette was a healthy scratch. Yeah. I I wonder if I wonder if his days in Tampa Bay are numbered. And I'm not gonna say his days in the league are numbered because somebody'll sign him. But it seems like Arians is sticking with Rojo through thick and thin, which is unusual. Which is, it's fair. I mean, he he's not bad. Oh yeah, he hasn't looked bad this year. And I mean, they've got Keyshawn Vaughn coming up after him as a change of pace back. So yeah, I I think that uh, I think Tampa Bay took a chance on Fournette. You know, just as uh, maybe he'll be better than Jones, and then they were like, you know what, this is not happening. So. But, but, you know, Tom Brady's making it happen. I will have to say, though, uh, you know, for the many things that I feel like I've gotten right this year, I was wrong on Gronk. I did not expect Gronk to come back like he has. I mean, not that oh, he's back sure to vintage, didn't. but, I mean, he and, he and Brady have something special. What can we say? And it's continuing on this year. All right, now for the game of the day, uh, Kansas City wins 33-27 over Miami. Miami lost, but I feel like that they were winners in this game. For as you know, close as they made it, they were in it till the end. They had a lead. They had a ten point lead on Kansas City, which obviously means nothing to Mahomes. Uh, the first yeah. three pick, the first three pick day of Mahomes' career, as we said, several of those went off of receivers' hands. Um, so Miami, you know, does what it does. I saw a stat at one point in this game. Uh, Tyreek Hill had two touches. Uh, like a 40-something yard catch and a 30-something yard run, both for touchdowns. Yeah, that dude's a freak. Yeah, he's absolutely insane. I mean, you watch him run down the sideline, you expect him to get tackled by every single person, and he's just gone past all of them. Uh, for Miami, Tua looks decent at his moments. Uh, has his first NFL pick. I, I refuse that- to say anything good or bad about Tua for fear of being misquoted. <laughs> So <laughs> you will be criticized no matter what you say. Um, uh, he had that pick that led to a score before the half and a safety, but he had, again, he had him in the mix to the end. And honestly, I was watching the end of that game. You wondered if they were going to have another Miami miracle, like they did against uh, New England a couple yeah, of years ago. Yeah, no, no doubt. Um, I, I will say happen, Miami but... needs, needs a formidable receiver. Devonte Parker is not worth the money that they're paying him. And, Preston Williams can't stay healthy. Um, well, and Parker can't stay healthy now because he's, yeah, he's so hurt I, as well. They just they need they need a good receiver. I think Gusecki got hurt too, didn't he? I think so. I think they were down four or five receivers. They were down their top three running backs. I mean, they're running DeAndre Washington. Who is that? So, um. Yeah, but I mean, still in it. That defense, like you, you said it a while ago that the defense was elite, and I kind of in my mind scoffed. And I have to apologize to you, in person, but it is it's true. Xavier Howard and and everybody else. So we'll see. Dude, what did Miami you see does. that interception by Xavier Howard? Yes, 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 yes. Oh man, that thing was nasty. Yeah, and that wasn't even the best one of the weekend. We'll get to that one no. in just a second uh arizona beats the giants 26 to 7 uh the arizona d which had been much maligned as of recent uh shows up in this game they have eight sacks of danny dimes five of them by hassan reddick and he forced three fumbles so they were in the backfield all day long Uh, honestly danny dimes shouldn't have been out there he wasn't fully healthy 
I can understand that they didn't want to keep rolling out Colt McCoy, but uh, Colt McCoy won though. Yeah, well, that's true. Um, yeah, the Giants go from being the four seed to being the twelve seed in one yeah, day. That, that that hurts. That hurts. Yeah, I I I don't see them not with not with the pieces that they're missing. I know their defense has shown that it's got talent but just not complete it a washington right now as long as alex smith's injury is not too too serious they um, said it's not it's not they're not that concerned about it yeah so i think washington's gonna hold on i mean they're at six and seven right now um i think i think that's washington's division to lose so we'll, we'll see i mean i said that five weeks ago yeah you did you did you did so I'm I'm agreeing with you. I'm in a court. And I, I right said now. it was a hot take, but I also gave a very good reason as to why they would win the division. And I think that has proven their offense is lackluster, but their defense is legit. Chase Young is insane. Uh I mean they well, they have talk- the best the best um I mean easily the best front seven. The the best yeah. D line in football, if not the best front seven. Well, we'll talk about them right now. Then the Washington football team beat San Francisco twenty three to fifteen. Chase Young, I think, is the defensive rookie of the year. I mean, he is just nasty. And and then combine that with Montez Sweat on the other side and Jonathan. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to compare that package anywhere else i mean maybe the steelers fully healthy the rams but they're not right now so i mean you got to give it to washington and 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 what was impressive was even without alex smith you know uh haskins came in and still moved the ball um and and yeah but they their offense their their offense didn't even score a touchdown did it uh did it score one after that i don't remember Either way, I mean, they just smothered Raheem Mostert for the 49ers, and and Nick Mullins had nowhere to go with the football. So, you know, didn't really matter. Um, Okay, so I said it earlier, uh, but uh, Derrick Henry is – he's not human. That dude is a a man's man. He is a freaking animal. It it is un – believable he is he is whatever you want to call this mythical being the bumble the abominable snowman the yeti that is derrick henry uh he is just running over people right now and tennessee has warmed up its engine for the playoffs and they are riding derrick henry they did it last year and at this point it looks like they're going to do it again the man has had 26 for 215 and two he averaged eight point six yards a carry. It's and it's not like they were opening up massive holes. It's amazing that man will just run into people and run over them. This is the fourth game of his career already that he has two hundred yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, that's and I, that I, that's the most in NFL history. Mm-hmm. And and it's only what's funny is only against two opponents. He's done it twice against Houston and twice against Jacksonville. So, yeah, uh, it's I, I I tweeted this out yesterday, but Derrick Henry is redefining the running back position. 
he is he is making himself at this point in NFL history right now currently just standing above and beyond everybody else because he's fast and yet he's massive he just runs the, downhill like nobody else and the thing um the thing about Derrick Henry is a lot of people gave him flack and myself included uh, about his NFL you know about him being so tall because NFL running right. backs are not generally tall. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I remember that they, you know, so, you know, King Henry, I apologize. Um, because uh, I mean, like you said, he's redefining the NFL running back right now. And yeah. And it's, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing to watch. I, I mean, I, Oh, Absolutely. I mean, the man had another game with 120 yards in the first half. Yeah. It... I don't know how in the world you go into a game if you're the opposing defense to plan for that. I mean, you got to put 11 in the box. Forget you do. Eight. But Forget then, eight in the but box. then, and, and Tennessee, uh, man, you have to like Tennessee going to the playoffs if they can figure out a little something on the defensive side of the ball, because yeah. right now Derrick Henry is running like nobody else. But if you stack the box, then you still have to worry about AJ Brown. Yeah. And he, he might as well be the Derrick Henry of receivers. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, you got to like Tennessee going forward. Uh, I think uh, before we move off this game, we do have to give kudos to James Robinson. And I know he's one of your guys, of course, on your fantasy team. Uh, but James Robinson now, after this game, set the record for the most scrimmage yards in a season by an undrafted rookie. Which and is awesome. Also, Good for him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Also, he's the fourth undrafted rookie to have a thousand yards rushing in a season. So good for James Robinson. He's about the only good thing that Jacksonville has. So bad they go back to the mustache. Minshew Mania is back, baby. Never mind. All right. Uh, <laughs> Moving on to the revenge game we talked about earlier, Dallas beat Cincinnati 30-7. to This is Dallas' first win this year by more than three. Forced three turnovers and scored a touchdown yeah. on defense. Yeah, their defense looked good. Of course, most people's defenses look good against Cincinnati. So. Yeah, they're really, really bad. Um, I did not tweet during this game, actually. Um, I, I, I noticed that. I was a little disappointed. But, I mean, there wasn't much to tweet about. No, I, the Cowboys won. I, I didn't. I I didn't expect them to win that big, but and and this is. I don't think this is one of those get right games. I I mean, the the season is inevitable. I mean, it's over. You know, it's because if Washington wins one more, then the, I think it'll eliminate right. Dallas. Um, mm-hmm. But you know. As a fan of of the Cowboys, I have, you know, I I also had to watch it on my phone, so I couldn't tweet as a. <laughs> <laughs> but there, sorry if y'all hear my dogs barking. Um, but there wasn't really much to tweet about, other than you know, um, the obvious. I don't, I don't, there weren't really many mistakes from the Cowboys. So, well, there you go. See, you can, you have, you can, it's a feel good victory Monday for you at least. Feel yes. Good. There you go. 
So, all right. Uh, Chicago wins 36 to seven over Houston in the battle of the 2017 first round quarterbacks. And at least in this matchup, Trubisky wins the day. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky with uh, three touchdowns in this game. Uh, Watson only had one. And also on a day that uh, Patrick Mahomes had uh, three interceptions. So maybe Chicago did do something right, but let's not kid ourselves. Uh, Trubisky's <laughs> helped by his defense, who had seven sacks of Watson. Oh, man. If there's a guy in this league that I wish that they would help, it's Deshaun Watson. He's, uh, I'm trying to think of a quarterback to compare him to that, like, I just feel extremely, extremely bad for, but there's not really one just because of lack of help around him. Um, yeah. But I really can't think of any that have had that little help. I Maybe, mean, it's, it's start. Yeah, I have no idea. It started at one point uh, this season when they got rid of Bill O'Brien, and you thought, oh, man, maybe things are going to go forward. Thanksgiving game, they look really good, and then Will Fuller is like, nope, I'm going to do drugs, and and that was the end of that. So, yeah. And and the crazy thing is, I, I, I believe uh, Watson is still having a career year, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, he's like got to do everything, so – yeah sorry if y'all hear rustling uh i'm getting groceries out of the car for for my wife so (laughs) man this is this is a great guy this is a great guy i wouldn't go that far but you're 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 the you're the one we all aspire to be trent we hope we can like (laughs) grow up uh denver beats carolina 32 to 27 uh, Drew Locke has four touchdowns in this game. Um, so yeah, there's that. Carolina is terrible on defense, so there's not much to say there, and they really need Christian McCaffrey to come back. That's about all I can say about this game. Mike Davis didn't have a bad uh, game, though. No, he didn't. He had two touchdowns, so that helped them, kept them in the game. Um, Seattle wins 40 to three over the Jets. That's uh, 13 straight losses for the Jets. Uh, be for Seattle, who. Yep. For Seattle, who had been kind of struggling, this was definitely a good way to get right, play the Jets. That'll happen. It'll at least make you feel good about yourself. Uh, kind of like True. playing the uh, Bengals. Um, in another great game uh, uh, on the day, Indianapolis wins 44-27 over the Raiders. The Raiders' defense is just awful. I thought that when they had those good games against Mahomes earlier this year, that they were going to show something, but they're just terrible right now terrible maybe maybe it's uh, just Mahomes that they know how to play against <laughs> maybe I mean but I mean if you're gonna figure out how to play against somebody you might as well figure out how to play against the best it's just yeah figure out how to play against Philip Rivers I mean come on um but in this game uh this is the game I think we had or close to it the catch of the year and it was an interception if you have not seen uh the interception by the Colts in the end zone uh, to take a touchdown away from Darren Waller, one-handed, behind the back. It's amazing. Please go watch it. If I, I'll, I'll try to find it and post it on our Instagram story, at 4th and Shorth Podcast on Instagram. Uh, it's just fantastic. Catch it won't win catch of the year, though, because it was a defender. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. 
Uh, all right. Now we need to talk about, uh, well, we'll get to that game in just a second. All right. Uh, in the never want to win a game bowl, the chargers beat the Falcons 20 to 17. Uh, the chargers so, didn't charger it. I know. Well, and I think they had the lead for most of this game. So you can't really say the Falcons did Falcons things. It's just finally somebody won a game. They just kept handing it up. No, you take it. No, you take it. Um, for the Cheesehead, Packers clinched the NFC North, uh, winning 31-24 to over the, the Lions. And uh, Matt will be happy to know that his defense, and I'm sure he does know this, but his defense did not get shredded on the ground as had been their custom. So they finally found a way to stop running backs, and it took a hobbled DeAndre Swift and a Packers run game that had to try to survive after Matt Stafford went out. Uh, but they did manage to do it, so that was good. All right, so now we need to talk about two more games. One that I have no idea how this happened. Um, and the other one, I really don't want to think about what happened. So the first one is uh, Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, you heard that right. Beating the New Orleans Saints 24 to 21. What? First, first of all, we'll get to the Eagles maybe in just a second. That, that's neither here nor there. I really don't want to talk about them, but we have to. What the heck happened with the New Orleans defense in this game? Uh, I, I told you at church, I, I really think – there's no tape on Hurts. Yeah, I know, but I don't think that's the whole answer because, I mean, it wasn't just that they they were leaving lanes wide open. They were, you know, just leaving receivers wide open. The threat of him running, just, though, I, I really think. Hey, I, I guess. But I, yeah, but I don't was, know. That was not good. So I did, I did one – I did one tweet um, this week, and uh, actually, I may have done two, but the main tweet was in reference to this game, and it was because uh, I, I without shall I, shall I read it? I have it. I have yeah. it pulled up here. Yeah, you go ahead and read it. Okay, all right. From uh, at Hemp Daddy Twelve, I'm very happy that the Eagles beat the Saints. Dot dot dot. It will undoubtedly give Eagles fans everywhere a false sense of hope for Jalen Hurts in the future, dot, 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 dot. Hopefully it takes a few seasons for them to realize he's nothing more than a worse Lamar Jackson, dot. I mean, that's – yeah, so I was actually kind of (laughs) happy that that the Eagles won. (laughs) Um, is that a, is that a, is that, is that something you ever thought you heard, you'd hear yourself say? <laughs> no, no, I I did not. Um, but you may want to go but, brush your teeth after you said that. <laughs> I know, but I mean it, it's true. I no no no. I agree. I've, I I understand. I have no faith in in Jalen Hurts as a quarterback, uh, which I don't need faith in him because he doesn't play for my team. Uh, but I didn't really have faith in him in college, not when he was at Alabama, not when he was at Oklahoma. Um, I, you know, was kind of confused when the Eagles took him just because I know how talented Carson Wentz is. Um, but I, I think Hurts is Lamar Jackson – 2.0 but maybe negative 2.0 because Lamar I still think is a better thrower which coming from me means a lot 
Yes, it does. Um, he's the he's 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 the diet version of Lamar. Yes, and that 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 might be that might be a slam on diet. So, so for all you Eagles fans out there that think Jalen Hurts is the future, please keep thinking that. Yeah. <laughs> Because, uh, look, it, it took the NFL, what, a season? Not even we'll give him a season and a half Lamar Jackson. Lamar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not going to take them long on Jalen Hurts. You ain't going to fool him. What, what is it? Fool me. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Strike three. Um, Basically, so yes. That's the way it goes. Yeah. All right. Last game of the week so far. Um Buffalo Bills win 26 to 15 over the Pittsburgh Steelers. So the good first. That's 70 straight games with a sack for the Steelers, which is impressive. Yes. Um, going all the way back to two, this 2016, I looked, I was looking at a list of all the players that had sacks during that time. It's like 230 some sacks total. Um, like it goes so far back that James Harrison and Lamar Woodley are on that list. Wow. That's crazy, right? Yeah, that's so ugh, those guys haven't played impressive. in a while. Yeah. So 70 straight games, NFL record. Great, great. All right. Now for the bad. Pittsburgh can't run the ball right now. And that's the problem. Is it their offensive line? Is it okay? James well, Connor? here's part of it. Here's I think it's a mixture of both. First of all, let's talk about the offensive line. They were down at one point in this game because of an injury. They had zero offensive linemen left on the sideline. All five uh, I know healthy that offensive linemen. Yeah, I was going to say, you can, you can relate. All five of them were in the game at that point. So that's part of it. They put another one on IR today. Um, and, and, but that's not all of it because James Conner just does not look explosive. I mean, he does not that he's ever been a, you know, an explosive back like some of these other guys in the league, but he just look quick. He just looks like, I mean, I can't tell the difference between him or Benny Snell when they're running the ball and that's not good. Well, did he did did Connor actually get COVID? Yes, he did. Because they say that once you get it, it takes a while for you to get back to the it takes a while to get back to your um ability like when it comes to working out and such yeah um it like well, I'm, I'm your sure respiratory that system has, so right well i'm sure that probably has something to do with it but he even looked like this before so uh, i don't i don't know what's going on there but here's the problem they have to get something figured out they've, they've tried this little intermediate you know short dump off pass i mean roethlisberger goes from the one of the the quarterback that held on to the ball the longest before he threw it to now he's literally releasing it in like two seconds every single time yeah. and the bills figured out how to defend that of course it doesn't help when your wide receivers can't hang on to the dang ball yeah um, I, man there were a lot of drops in that game and i was like so oh, bad well did you see what tomlin said earlier this week I, I didn't. So, okay. So they've had issues with these drops for the last couple of weeks. And this yeah, freaking week they asked Deontay Johnson it. dropped a touchdown a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh, yeah. Like, right oh, through I his know. Hands. He's been bad. Juju's been bad. Ebra's been bad. Claypool's been bad. All of them have been bad. I mean, they probably, I, I don't know how many, but I, I'm pretty sure I saw a stat that they led the league over the last three weeks in drops. 
it's bad. So Tomlin came out this week and said, uh, you know, if those that are employed to catch the ball can't do that, then we'll find others who can. That's why Tomlin's a good coach. Absolutely. Well, and then uh, first uh, first quarter of the game, Deontay Johnson drops two passes. And I'm not talking like he had to go and make a catch. I mean, these are literally like screens along the the offensive line, like right, you know, a little sweep play right in front of the offensive line, and Ben just kind of tosses it to him. Not hard, just tosses him, hits him in the hands, and drops it. He gets benched till the second half. So good for Tomlin. Yeah, absolutely. But they got to figure something out because it's not working. They have scored this game. They have scored three straight games under 20 points. Under yeah, 20 that's points. Pretty, that's, that's pretty bad. And while the, the loss to the, the Redskins isn't – it's not as bad as people say because it, it was a trap game. And as yep. much as every coach in the NFL is going to say – Oh, we're we weren't looking ahead. They were looking ahead to the Bills because the Bills are in the AFC, and the Bills the Bills game mattered a lot more than the Washington yep. game. I agree. So I agree. that that was kind of like, eh. but I, I'm starting to, you know, kind of agree with with future doctor. And I mean, I I did agree before, and I think even you agreed that the Steelers were the most overrated undefeated team. Um, by far uh, oh absolutely but but I'm starting to believe a little less in them and I I don't know what the problem is because they're they have a good defense that I mean it's got to be the run game that's eh. well I think it's I mean it's the same thing I've been saying all year I, I there have been very few games where we've seen a complete effort out of them for 60 minutes yeah, because like uh, in this yeah. game, they were doing great in this game. The Bills could do nothing in this game. The offense finally was finding a rhythm, and right before halftime, they lost it, and then they came out of the half flat. So we're just not seeing consistency on this. And now, I mean, they've relied on this defense all year, but now we're down to like our fourth or fifth middle linebacker. And of all the positions that we need to play well, it's there. Because if the middle linebacker positions are not solid, then our edge rushers with TJ Watt and Hayward, it, it doesn't matter. So right. we got to figure something out there. Um, we have the Bengals this week, so that's you know certainly a way to do it. But we'll see what happens here. Uh, we talked about Josh Allen a little bit with MVP talk, but just, just a, another note on him. He passes Jim Kelly for most offensive touchdowns in a Bills season. And and can we say, I'm just going to say this and we'll be done, Stephon Diggs might be the most underrated pickup this offseason by any team. Because Yeah, has, I mean, it's, that's, I, I, I think trans- I'd have to agree. He's transformed that Bills offense. I mean, now, now you, like yesterday, unbelievable, screaming at the TV, why are you leaving the best wide receiver on the field wide open? I mean, he had guys not nowhere near him for five, six yards, catching the football, running with it. Well, and the, the good thing about Diggs and his um, emergence as, you know, an elite receiver is he makes every, all the other receivers um, better because – Oh, yeah. 
I mean, look at the season that Beasley's having. Yeah, um, Beasley, know, even, John even Brown when he's been in there. Yeah, I mean, even Dawson when you don't. Knox. Um, yeah, no joke. Uh, but I mean, even when Beasley had you know number one wide receivers around him in Dallas, he never put together seasons like this. Now he is. I mean, you know, they used him a little differently in Dallas. Um, he was more like a Welker, you know, always going underneath. But I've seen the Bills throw to him down the field. Um, and I think that's just a testament to the fact that they know the best corner on the field is going to – or probably the whole secondary is going to have their eyes on digs. I mean, it's – Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. It's Bills. Ugh, man, Bills and Chiefs. I mean, I don't know. But uh, well, it'll be interesting to watch. So, all right. Well, that does it for all the uh, game recaps. Uh, let's get into uh, some third and three. Third and three. Okay, so I was thinking, what is more festive and will get us in the holiday spirit better than a game of Liar Liar? So let's get some theme music. You're a mean one. Yeah. Mr. Grinch. That's that's what I we like need it. Right there. You really yeah. So, all right. So uh, we played this once in the off season, but I've got three state three sets of three statements. We'll do this three times. Uh, two okay. of them are truths. One of them is a lie. And Trent, you need to tell me what the lie is. So Matt's already done this with me. I already had him give me his answer. So I'll have, I'll get your answer first. And then, uh, then we'll, we'll, I'll give you Matt's answer and we'll, we'll, we'll find out what the truth is. All right. You ready? Yep. Hit me. Okay. All right. Here we go. First set. Number one, Doug Martin has more 100 yard rushing games since 2018 than Alvin Kamara. Number two, there have been more passing touchdowns this year by slot wide receivers than Cam Newton. And number three, David Montgomery's 80 yard touchdown rug run this weekend broke the bears streak of not having scored from their side of the field in 63 games. Oh man, that's tough. Um, be, so what was the year for Doug Martin? Since what year? 2000, 2018. That was also his last year in the league. Man, see that right there. I'm pretty sure I remember making fun of Matt for drafting Doug Martin so early. Because <laughs> um, he was like a David Johnson. Uh man. See, he was – so Doug Martin was really dominant in his early years. So I don't think that he has more 100-yard games. And as sorry as Cam is, I'm trying to think. I know Russell Gage has thrown a touchdown. Um, now, are we talking about receivers out of the slot or true slot receivers throwing the touchdowns? Uh, I think it's receivers out of the slot. Okay. Oh man. Um There's I mean there's no way that Can I ask how many touchdowns Cam has thrown? Uh he's at 5. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh. 
Oh. That's the real story here. <laughs> uh, man. And then what was the last one? Just real quick. David, was, Mon- uh, David Montgomery. Well, that the bear sucks. I'm a, that one's true. Oh, man. See, this is how bad Mr. Scam Newton is. is I'm actually... <laughs> I'm actually debating picking that one um, as as a truth. Uh, you know what? Forget it. Doug Martin has not rushed for 100 yards more than Kamara. Okay. All right. So Since 2018. Uh, Matt also picked that one. The lie is number three. Really? Yes. Doug Martin had 300 yard rushing games in 2018 for the Raiders. Kamara in his career, or since 2018, has two. And yes, there have been six touchdowns this year by slot wide receivers. Cam has five. Wow. Yeah. Now, I will say the David Montgomery run did break the Bears' streak, but it was only like 38 games. Okay. 63. So, 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 so close. But anyway, all right. Next set. The Jets. Number one, the Jets hold the longest active streak for scoring on the first possession of the game. Uh, Number two, Alvin Kamara leads the league with games uh, with five-plus receptions. Mike Davis is second. Um, And then with 71 missed PATs this year, the NFL kickers have already set a new record for missed PATs. Ooh. Ugh. All right, the kicker one has to be true. I I don't know about the numbers, but it has that has to be true. Um, I don't think Mike Davis is second in the league in receptions per game. Did you say by a running back? Uh, yeah, as running back, he leads the league. Or Alvin Kamara leads the league with games that have where he has five plus receptions. Mike Davis is second with games like that. For running backs i don't the reason i don't think it's mike davis is because there was a time in that stretch and i only know because of fantasy that mike davis had like two catches per game um it was like a span of like three games i want to say like he hardly had any receipt receptions um oh man and then the first one, that the first one, I don't. That seems like one of those weird stats. That's like, how is this true? But it is true. The the Jets have the longest active streak for scoring on the first drive possession. Yeah. Well, that has to be a lie because they've been blanked a couple times this year. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so I'm going to go with that one. Okay. All right. Uh, Matt picked the PAT one. Uh, as the lie, and he was correct. The Jets do hold the active streak for scoring in the first possession of the game at seven games. They managed their only points in this past game on the first drive. Mike Davis is second in the league uh, in games that have five-plus receptions uh, to Alvin Kamara. And uh, NFL kickers do have 71 missed PATs, but they have not yet set the record. The record is 76. So I imagine that by the end of this year, they will set the record. I can't believe there's already 76 or 71. 
71. I know it's, it's absolutely insane. Um, so in 2016 was actually the year they set the record, which I would have thought last year, but, uh, no, they just missed field goals. All right. Last set. Russell Wilson is the only quarterback in the Super Bowl era to win nine plus games in each of their first nine seasons. Uh, number two, Patrick Mahomes has more passing yards this year than seven NFL teams have on total offense. And then number three, Nick Mullins has the most passing yards through his uh, uh, first career through his first 14 games in the NFL his, in NFL history. Man, these are all like weird stats that have to be correct, but or that you would think are 100% correct. Um, yeah. Dang. Because like the Nick Mullins one, like no one would ever think that. So naturally you, you want to say that's a lie. But then you're like, wait a minute. So the Mahomes. <laughs> Is weird enough? And then the Mahomes thing, it's like, are there really seven teams? But then you think about the seven teams and you're like, of course there's seven teams. <laughs> there's probably more than that. Oh, man. Um, and then the first one was um, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. All right. I, I think I read that stat somewhere. Uh, he's the first quarterback. Did you say the first quarterback to win nine-plus games in nine Only straight quarterback. Areas. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think I, I want to say I read that somewhere, or maybe they flashed it up on the screen during their game the other day. Um, and that makes sense because they have been good since he's been a rookie. Um, this just that goes back to my two argument with Matt because early in his career, Russ just played good enough to win because they had such a good mm-hmm. defense. Yeah. So I'm going to say that's true. Um, Oh, dang, this is tough. You know what? All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go off script here. Well, this isn't scripted. This isn't scripted, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the Mahomes one is a lie because okay. I think he has more yards than more than seven teams. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, so Matt picked the uh, Russell stat. Um, and that is incorrect. That is true. He is the only quarterback to have nine plus wins his first nine seasons. You picked Mahomes. All right. That is also true. There are only seven teams. Yeah. So we've got the Jets, the Giants, the Ravens, football team, the Bengals, the Bears, and the Dolphins all have less total offense than Pat Mahomes. Nick Mullins is actually the third. Uh, has a third most passing yards through his first 14 games. Deshaun Watson leads uh, through his first 14 games passing yards. So, so unfortunately, I'm going to have to give this win to Matt. So, sorry. Well, apparently, I don't know anything. So, <laughs> hey, no, 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 no. Those were those were tough. I I dug long and hard for those. So don't don't beat yourself up about it. All right, let's get ready to shut this thing down. Fourth and short. 
Okay, so real briefly before we finish this thing out, uh, we've been talking about some Christmas things in fourth and short over the last couple of weeks. And uh, last week we talked about uh, some of the great Christmas movies. And I know, Trent, you you got that Christmas vacation holding it down. So I'm, I'm a firm in agreement with you. But uh, I wondered this week, uh, you got any... Everybody, Christmas is a time of tradition. You know, there's just some things that you do every year. There's some things that you eat every year. Just, you know, it's just tradition. That's what makes Christmas so awesome. So I wonder, do you, do you have any favorite Christmas traditions that, you know, maybe you did where you were growing up? Maybe you do now with your family. Favorite Christmas? Um, so we, uh, I know this isn't like a, a rare thing. I'm pretty sure like... I've even seen it in like movies before, but we usually like get everybody gets pajamas mm-hmm. and you, you open that present on Christmas Eve yep. and then you wear the pajamas yep. to bed. Yeah. Um, so, and it was kind of like, cause you know, growing up, I always, every kid wants to open their presents on Christmas Eve. So mm-hmm. um, I think it was, it started kind of more as a gag, like, Oh, here you can open this present, and every year I was like, "This is freaking pajamas," um, but it kind of just became a thing. So, uh, yeah, I still do it with uh, Brianna and Tatum. Um, nice. Except last year was our first year to do matching pajamas. Oh, hey, oh, um, there you go. So nice. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, cool. But uh, as far as like traditions that. You know, um, I have this ornament that I've had since I was like a little, little kid. And it is a, I mean, I, everybody listening to this podcast can probably guess it's a Dallas Cowboys ornament. Um, and it is a, I mean, it is like a thin, thin, I mean, metal just, and it's gold, not real gold, obviously, but, and it's a football and it just says Cowboys across it. And, um i literally have had that thing i i don't even i i mean when i like when i moved and joined the uh the coast guard uh i i told my mom like that's that's the one thing i have to have like i have to have that ornament with me (laughs) um so it's gone up on every tree that i've ever that i can ever remember owning i don't even know where i got it um but uh so that always goes like at the top level of the tree, front and center. Um, so, well, I say center, not center tree, but it goes at the top, in the middle, mm-hmm. just yep. under the just under the star on top. Um, yeah. Hey. And I, a couple of years ago, we actually misplaced it. And you can ask Brianna. I like had a colossal meltdown because we did not put it on the tree. <laughs> um. So uh, somehow, though, while we were actually packing up the tree that year to put it away, we found it because it's th- it literally is so thin, like it could like fall on the side and like lean up against yeah. the ornament tote and we would never see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's one of my things that I have like I have to have every single Christmas is is my Cowboys ornament. Um, and then the the pajama thing. That's that's really nice. it. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we, we used to do the pajamas growing up 
to, well, at least for a few years, I guess it wasn't really a huge thing, but uh, yeah, I, I, we, we always had, we had a ton of traditions. Like you just, you know, knew the day after Thanksgiving, the decorations came out and the Christmas music. And then like the week before Christmas, right. was all like, you know, making cookies and, and then we were the same way. You didn't open presents until Christmas morning. Um, and my right. dad and mom, when we were growing up, at least, were huge into making sure we recorded all these memories. And so dad would have to have everything set up just right downstairs. We couldn't even come downstairs until they told us that we could, you know, come down. Oh, man. So, That's yeah, brutal. That was, that, was, that was killer. Oh, yeah. And, and you know you know what it's like when you're a kid on christmas eve you don't sleep the night before no it was no. it was very usual for me to be up by two or three o'clock in the morning on christmas just sitting in my room trying to figure out you know can i sneak downstairs and look at things before mom and dad get up but no anyway. joke that's like the best part um so oh, yeah and then you real, try to figure out what things are so real quick funny story um mm -hmm. The way that I found out, and I, for the listeners that that still believe, the way that I found out that my parents worked for Santa Claus, um, <laughs> I I, uh, <laughs> I set up um, one of the the cardboard uh, roll, like the wrapping paper roll. Uh, mm -hmm. I set that up right outside of my uh, dad's room one year, and I made sure to stay awake all night. Because I was like, if it's my dad, I will hear him kick that. And uh, <laughs> and he, I guarantee you, he has no idea. He probably doesn't remember this. Uh, but I have a very good memory. And I heard my dad not only kick it, but I also heard a, a few words that uh, I should not repeat. Uh, so... I was like, oh, wow. And then I shut my eyes immediately and pretended to sleep the rest of the night. Um, nice. yeah so there there was that but um yeah when, when you were talking about uh you know your dad had to have everything set up perfectly well uh the way that my mom always did did santa and my dad too but the way they did santa was you know they would like set stuff up on the couch like yeah nothing was wrapped and you know you came in there and you're like oh my gosh this is my section and you know you, you dig oh, yeah. through your stocking you throw all the socks aside and then you play with all the yep. cool stuff um yep. well my the first christmas that my stepdad was around and brad i still love you but he um like three weeks before christmas like before christmas eve we had set our tree up there was a present under there under the tree and i was like oh i wonder who that's for so I grabbed the present, I read it, it says to Trent from Santa. And I, I mean, you know, I was like 15. So obviously I know that our parents work for Santa at that point. So I never right. am going to see him. So, mm -hmm. but I still am like, well, this isn't how this works. Like we set Santa up and my little sister at that time, you know, still, still believed. So, uh, I went, I took that box to my mom. I said, what the heck is this? <laughs> and she said, she was like, what? And I said, Santa doesn't wrap presents and put them under the tree three weeks before he comes to our house. Because <laughs> I think I was like, I think I was either 14 or 15. And uh, so that would have made my sister, well, I may have even been older because 
my sister was like two or three so she kind of knew what was going on but not really yeah um and uh she was like fine so they actually unwrapped it and then they put it with my santa stuff on christmas morning that's awesome that's so good yeah I, i remember my uh because my parents they wouldn't put our gifts out until christmas morning like like if we were to go down and look at the tree before that night there would be nothing underneath it oh that's um, that's that's brutal oh yeah they did all the wrapping and put it all out christmas eve night i don't know they apparently didn't trust us and at least until it was finally revealed that they work for santa um <laughs> you know they uh <laughs> they would write on the tag to you know jason from santa and uh now looking back on pictures and you know like home videos you clearly remember that handwriting is like man that looked an awful lot like my dad's handwriting looks like i got this like <laughs> this easel chalkboard one year and it just says merry christmas jason from santa and it's like that's my dad's handwriting how did, how did i not realize this as a two-year-old <laughs> we were so but, uh, dumb i know well you know the big guy just doesn't want to reveal himself so you that's know true. for all of that's you true. that are wondering he he does exist so i'm actually excited because you know. this is going to be my first year to actually work for santa myself because tatum oh, yeah. is i feel like yeah, she's she old enough now, now to kind of yeah. you know go in there and be really excited so i'm yeah. i'm so so stoked so very cool yeah. very cool well that'll be fun well hey look for all of us here at the fourth and short now just remember he's making a list checking it twice he's gonna find out who's naughty or nice Amen. Yeah, just remember that. So, all right. From all of us here, thanks for being with us tonight. Whoop, that's the wrong ending. I'll get it right one of these days. That's like the third or fourth (laughs) time that I've messed that up this year. So, well, that's going to do it for us tonight on the fourth and short. Uh, Thanks for spending the time with us, Trent. It's been a pleasure as always. Again, absolutely. We we miss you, Doctor Matt. That's right, Doctor Matt. Come back soon. We hope uh, we hope to see you next week. And next week. Holiday special, folks. You are not going to want to miss it. Uh, so make sure that you're with us next week on the fourth and short podcast. Peace out. Later. Thank you for listening to another episode of the fourth and short podcast. Join the conversation and follow us on Instagram at fourth and short podcast.